Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Justine. And I'm Jenna. Welcome to episode 31 of the Same Brain Podcast. Today, I'm actually leaving Jenna to go do a solo interview. My brain has been left behind. This is half brain episode. Half brain episode. Let's roll that intro. Okay, Jen, so I left. Where are you going? Where are you? Come back. Oh no, it's a single brain. This is the only brain that is here. It is mine. So I did an interview with Kenny Florian, who I have been training jujitsu with since I first started. I basically walked into that gym, had no idea what I was doing, and he was the first person that I started training with. So he recently left Los Angeles, and I'm so traumatized. But before he did, I had him on our podcast, and I was like, Jenna, I'm going to go do this interview, chat with Kenny. And this is, this is kind of how it went. This was back from August though, which was Whoa. a long time ago. So I feel like the landscape of things has changed significantly and recently worked with Kenny to launch his YouTube channel. We posted some videos, but he's been such a huge inspiration to me and really kind of helped guide me through my jujitsu journey. So I'm still trying to get Jenna to start uh, training. I mean, I was doing some training in the beginning. The problem was traffic and driving. It was just like kind of far away. So I was like, this isn't going to be for me. I already know I'm not going to commit to it, but I was enjoying training. I think I need to find what I'm passionate about. I think Fighting. you would be more into like Taekwondo. Let's go. I think that would be more up your alley or like some boxing or I something do, like that. Yeah. Kickboxing like sounds fun. What's the one where um you just like, you, you like attack? <laughs> like you're just like it's like free for all fighting. I think that's just called like street fighting. Anyway, I need to find the fighting that's right for me. Apparently, it's just street fighting. Yeah, I think you'll find Jenna out on the street. Well, anyway, check out the interview. Also, be sure to check out Kenny's YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Kenny Florian, and be sure to check out his website as well because he's gonna have some fun announcements hopefully coming up very soon. And yeah, so let's uh, let's go to the gym. Kenny, thanks so much for hanging out with me on my podcast. <laughs> it's awesome to be here. I'm excited. I think a lot of people might be really confused. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm a tech guy, you know, I've been involved in tech for a long time. He no. does a lot of unboxing videos. <laughs> but no, this is really cool. So I think a lot of people, I don't ever really talk about training yeah. at all. I posted like one Instagram whenever I got a blue belt and I was like so excited. That was the only thing I ever posted. It's people awesome. probably have no idea that I've been training jujitsu for the past couple of years. And do you want to introduce yourself to some people who may have no idea what is happening right For now? For sure. Uh, my, my name is Kenny Florian. Um, I've been a martial artist, I guess, for close to 30 years. <laughs> uh, I'm 44 years old. So a majority of my life, um, I've done sports and martial arts. I fought professionally in the UFC for seven years. I've been a gym owner both in the East Coast and the West Coast. Martial arts has changed my life. The first time I did a martial arts class, I felt like it was like a, a religious experience mm -hmm. almost. And yeah, I've, I've been wanting to kind of share that with, with people for a long time. I always thought that I would be an instructor and a teacher my whole life. I had no idea that martial arts would take me the route of a professional fighter. Mm -hmm. That was not my goal. That was not my intention, but it has made me so much more aware and I think so much more knowledgeable, I guess, as, as a teacher. So I that was the path that took me, and um, here I am. Uh, and, yeah. And I got to be your coach, which was amazing. 
So just so you know, when I walked in here, I knew, well, you actually clearly know I, that I knew nothing. <laughs> How long did you think I would last? Do you think I would quit like a few weeks later? That's a great question. You know, I try not to have expectations. It had nothing to do with you or anyone. Every, like, I'll, I'll see someone and they'll be like, dude, I'm going to be here every day and I'm going to do martial arts and I, I can't wait to do it. Like, yeah. man, I'll see you tomorrow, bro. And then I never see them again. Yeah. <laughs> or people will be super quiet like you and just be like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see what happens. And you're still training with me. So, like, you never know. And what, has it been, like, almost I mean, three years? Yeah, because I think it was in, in March, I think I started, like, like three years ago. I yeah, mean, obviously yeah. pandemic and injuries, it's right. not a consistent That's three true. years. And with traveling, I think that was one of the most fun things about this is when I was traveling, I would find random gyms mm -hmm. all across the United States and just start training with people and walking yeah. in and you always felt welcome. Yes. And it's such a crazy weird thing, especially in this world of mm -hmm. being able to walk in somewhere and just feel like you're at home. Totally. And, and I think what's um, interesting is, you know, you, you go into certain gyms and Maybe they're primarily a fight gym or they're more a jujitsu gym or whatever it is. Um, it can be a really intimidating thing for a lot of people. I think that's the scariest yes. thing is like before you start, you're like, man, if I go in there, like, am I going to get beat up or, or is someone going to hurt me? And as long as you're at the right place, I think the real martial artists are super humble. Mm -hmm. And they're typically humble because they've gotten their butt kicked on the mat. We all have. There's no one who starts and is just like, dude, you're killing everybody. It, it does not work that way. And I think a lot of the things that um, take time and that are truly worth mastering aren't that way. Mm -hmm. You can't get strong without adversity. You can't get strong without getting beat up every once in a while. And I think, I think the real martial artist understands that, that there's always someone better. There's always someone more dangerous, at least in... Well, you know, at least in one aspect, for sure. Uh, for sure, no matter how good you are. So that's um, something that I think is, is really special about martial arts. It's so inviting. And I think that even when I first walked in here, I mean, I didn't know anything about your history. I knew nothing about, you know, Jason or anything mm -hmm. at all. And the girl's like, well, maybe you should like, maybe Google them before you like pick. I was like, no, this gym looks cool. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I think it was the crazy part about it was at that point in my life, like, I feel like I was the lowest I've ever been. And I was like, mm -hmm. I was searching for something I didn't know. I felt weak. And I don't, did I ever tell you the reason that I did. I think you told me a little. I'd love to hear the full story because okay. you've told me like bits and pieces. So I don't think I even really ever talked about this that much online. But me and my sister were at this restaurant, and there was this guy yelling at this at his wife and just oh like man. berating her. And I was like, she was crying, and I could not just sit there and listen to this anymore. Yeah. So I stood up and I was like, maybe she'd stop crying if you would stop yelling at her. And he charged at me in this restaurant. I had no idea what to do because I was like, I have nothing to do to protect myself against this person. Right. I knew nothing. I felt so weak in that moment that I was like, I need to be able to do something. So I was like, I need to get stronger and be more confident that if that ever happens again, I at least have some knowledge. And I was like, that's wow. what I get for standing up for somebody. Yeah. And that poor woman, like it was a, every day I like think about her and like, what is she going through right now? That's crazy for, well, you know, I think, um, you showed a lot of courage just to say that, you know, because a lot of people, when you hear like, uh, you know, people in a relationship and, you know, everyone is going to have an argument and things like that. But this was more than an argument. When you, yeah. When you see that and you feel that energy and you feel uncomfortable, like very few people will actually stand up and say something. And the fact that you just went and said something, I thought showed a lot of courage. But then you start realizing, oh, wait a sec, if this gets Harry, if this gets bad, like, I can't follow this up with anything. Like, no. I, I can't defend myself. So a lot of people, again, furthermore, will say, okay, I feel uneasy about that, but 
I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just, I'm just going to like, you know, it, it won't happen again, mm-hmm. or I'm going to just shut up next time. But the reality is, is people need to be defended. And also you also need to be able to defend yourself. And I think it's extremely empowering, um, or at least gives you way more of a sense of self and confidence, um, not only in situations like that, but in other situations. You know, the fact that you're able to do that and the fact that you're able to go into a martial art that is also inherently uncomfortable. I mean, you have to get close to someone and you have to get into some positions and uh, situations that aren't necessarily comfortable. And once you get past that and you're like, okay, like, People have been wrestling and grappling since mm-hmm. the beginning of time, <laughs> you know, at least, the, you know, since the Olympics anyway, when it first started back in ancient Greece. And it takes a lot of, of courage. And the fact that you're still doing this, I think, is is awesome and a testament to your uh, strength. And um, I think for a lot of people, um, you know, we run away from our fears and there's so much gold in running towards them. For sure. And I think one of the things too is like, I was so comfortable in what I'm doing right now. Like I can edit a video in so fast that it's like, I'm so good at it. You know, it's kind of the same thing of like, okay, you are a black belt in, you know, jujitsu. I am a black belt in, you know, editing and final cut. So exactly. it's it's like, no matter how much time you put into something, like you're going to get a result. So I think initially going into this, I felt like I wanted to learn everything as fast as possible. And Mm -hmm. then I got hurt. And that injury, I think, is where I learned the most. Because I was like, I can't train. I can't do what I love. So I started reading. I started watching videos. And then Mm -hmm. I also started training Kali because that was something that I could do and not have to worry about hurting. Yeah. Right. But then I was hurting myself getting hit with sticks and (laughs) knives. So I was like, hold on a second. I'm getting different injuries. But even now, throughout like the whole pandemic, like that's what I've been training, you know, in the Mm -hmm. backyard because you can be socially distanced. And so it's kind of like when you have that injury or something, like what can you do to sort of support yourself and surround yourself until you can get back to doing whatever else you're doing? Yeah, I, I think that's really smart. Um, there's something special about taking your body out of a certain situation and just thinking about it mm-hmm. and, and really kind of envisioning things and um, reassessing it w- with a different perspective. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I, I have a reoccurring back injury, as you know, and uh, it, it's the most frustrating thing in the world, but also it forces you to um, think about things mm-hmm. in a different way and you know, with this whole quarantine thing, it, it actually, there was so much value for me in not being able to train. I was forced to really think about my jujitsu even deeper and I didn't have another person to really work on it with. And I just started reassessing it differently. So yeah, a lot of these things that kind of um, stop us from doing things on a physical level forces us to think about it on a mental level and we can still improve and we can still get better in a different way. Um, but with that said, jujitsu, martial arts, real martial arts mm-hmm. is one of those things that you need to practice with another person. So, yeah. which, which is why it's, you know, this quarantine has been really difficult for us. But um, at, at the same time, um, I think it, it's what makes something effective. Is for the, sure. the, We're not working on theory. We're actually like, okay, Justine, let's see if you can pass my guard. Let's mm-hmm. see if you can defend against this arm lock. Let's see if you can. Well, then even slowly coming back to, to training again, I was like, am I going to remember everything? I was like, we need to go over all of the basics. I was like, can I, do I still remember how to do a triangle? I'm like, okay, cool. I do. I remember. We're good. Covered. But even now, like I was just training with like one girl that also 
like had not been training or seeing anybody. So it's like, who have you trained with? Have you seen anybody? Like what's right. happening? So it's like this weird <laughs> mental thing. And I feel like people are going to come out of this just, I mean, I'm already, I don't know how to talk to people anymore. So <laughs> it has completely just been like, what is happening? I think we were talking about like being uncomfortable in a situation. And this is a very uncomfortable art. And I think yeah. a lot of people watching may be younger or have never tried this, or you might be older and be like, this is something that I want to do. And I really feel like you just have to go and do it. And just with the mindset of, I'm not going to quit until I really feel like this isn't for me. Totally. Uh, I think, yeah. And, and it might not be for everybody, but at the same time, maybe it is for everybody. True. It, it, it's, it's your perspective, man. And, you know, it's, um, again, you want to get good at anything in life. You got to push through those difficult times. Things aren't always rosy and easy. And especially something like learning how to defend yourself and learning how to do a martial art. The, the only way to get stronger, I feel, is is through adversity mm -hmm. and kind of tripping and falling and learning. It, it's what allows us to be the humans that we are, I think. Um, we, we forget about that, I think. You know, how many times did we fall when we were learning how to walk or probably stand? Probably a lot. Uh, probably <laughs> a lot. And then how many times did we fall learning how to walk and then learning how to run? And now we kind of take it for granted. And we still trip and fall. Yeah. But all those things are telling us lessons there, there, there's information there it, it's indicating what we should and shouldn't do um and just because you fall doesn't mean oh well you know i'm not doing walking again uh, i'm done with this whole walking <laughs> thing i think it, it's the same thing with martial arts just on a on a different level yeah and i think this is one of the most rewarding things i've ever done because it's like so you're cool. working so hard to do something and yet this was something that's for me like this was never for the internet and i share everything basically <laughs> i mean i used to share so much so like even just doing this specific thing just for myself and not to like prove anything to anybody else, I think is something that everyone really needs. I couldn't agree more. I think you said it beautifully. Um, and, you know, I guess for me, I, I'm curious, like, so you had that situation. Why, why did you feel like you had to do, well, why did you pick Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or, you know, whatever we, you know, we work on some other stuff here and there, but what, why did you feel that you, you were going to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as opposed to something else? So this is also very random. I'm a huge Tool fan. Oh, So yeah, yeah. Maynard, all growing up, like I'd always listen to Tool and Maynard would always talk about how Jiu-Jitsu has changed his life. So like that has always been in the back of my That's mind awesome. ever since I was in high school. And then just doing some research, I was like, oh, this is great for, you know, women and smaller people because you're yes. actually using leverage and, and technique instead of strength, which I'm like, great, because I'm clearly not the strongest person in the world. <laughs> so just being able to, to have that kind of thought process. And one thing that I have learned through all of this is even if you do know how to fight, you should not get into it. If you can get out of it and just get away, that is the biggest lesson. How quickly can you avoid this situation and get out? Not actually, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this, this old dude out that just tried to kill me in the middle of a restaurant. Absolutely. Uh, I think in learning about the art of fighting, you know, I think you realize that a lot of times the, the ultimate art of fighting is not fighting. Yeah, and, which right? is crazy. And, and, and I think, um, but at the same time, I think it does involve uh, adding weapons to your arsenal. You know, there's very few countries or very few individuals or organizations that try to, um, I guess, get into war with the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, there's poking and prodding and like yelling and different things and they'll do like little things. But as far as getting into an all-out war with the United States, you don't really want to do that because of their arsenal mm -hmm. of, of weapons and things like that. So it's like, all right, well, if you can at least give yourself, you know, weapons and make yourself a little bit stronger and do certain things i think you give off a certain energy too where maybe i'm not going to mess with that person yeah. or maybe i don't want to go there or if you do you quickly can diffuse that situation because you are confident in yourself i mean like 
no, man, you don't want to do this. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. Like, you don't need to. Whereas a lot of times that insecurity or fear breeds actual fighting. You know, like, sure. like being in traffic and everyone being like, screw you and doing this. Like, you're <laughs> in your car and nothing's going to happen, man. Why yeah. are you trying to fight me? Yeah, it's, It is really crazy. <laughs> and, you, and you just never know. And I think right now, like, everybody has been so cooped up and just... I mean, like, what advice would you give for people who are training now? Like, what is some advice that you can give to them? Like, if you want to continue training, like, yeah. what can you be doing at home by yourself? I mean, I bought a grappling dummy, and I'll tell you what. Not the best. <laughs> I've, I've, it's actually hurt me more than a person because it keeps falling on me, and it's not soft. That is so And it funny. scares the crap out of anybody that even comes over because it's, like, just sitting in the hallway in the dark. It's it's terrifying. See, that's the use, the self-defense use. You just yeah. put that training bob or dummy in, like, at your front door, and people like, oh, dude, there's someone there. I mean, we started dressing it. I've got sunglasses on at this point. I was like, this was not good. It's good for, for like doing like solo drills or like passing, right. but I mean, really, you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna get the full effect. It's, it is tough. Um, I would say this, there are certain exercises and movements that you can certainly do, whether it's hip exercises or leg movements or, you know, standing up in base and, but you do need a training partner. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think that the, the best thing you could do is this invest in some mats, mm-hmm. find a place in your home where you can do it, whether it's your garage or a living room or a basement, have another buddy going with you, someone that's been quarantining and that's healthy and you guys can get COVID tests if you want and all that stuff. And you get those people involved and you, and you just train. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as long as you're safe, that way you have a, a trusted training partner that knows how to train or knows that, you know, you work well with that person yeah. who's friendly, you're friendly with that person and work on your techniques. I, I think that's, that's the best way to do it. Honestly, um, it's, it's hard to do it by yourself. You know, I think I looked up so many solo drills on YouTube and I, I was like know. actually downloading other people's videos and right. then editing them into something like so that I could oh, just, really? yeah, oh, that's cool. so that I could have just everything all in one video. So I took like pieces of this one and put it into another one, that's but, really smart. but it's really hard because there's so much content out there. So it's like, yes. where do you even look to, to start getting this, this good information? Well, and it's so different because this is never, no one has ever experienced this in our lifetime. Right. Oh, well, I think we, we could potentially get into a very deep conversation about information and oh gosh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because anybody can do anything exactly. online. So like I've seen a lot of stuff where right. I'm like, I don't think that they're doing this right. And I don't even know very much. I learned it online. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, you got to be careful with that. It's like, you know, get your trusted source, have other people that kind of confirm or verify that that person is a, a good instructor. And then also, does it work for you? What's the vibe that you get from that person? You know, can you learn from that person? Is that something that's transferring over to you? It's something that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be starting to do um, a lot more online tutorials and, and online instructionals and things like that. A lot of times we, we think it's about collecting as much information as possible when we can actually be collecting less information, but more important keys on what to do. That's hopefully what I'll, I'll be able to um, teach some people is, is finding the, the, the common patterns and the common truths in grappling and trying to communicate that to people in, in, in the simplest way possible, I guess. Well, I'm excited for that kind of new chapter in my yeah. life to kind of get that going. And um, I'm sure I'll be picking your brain on, on <laughs> I know. over the course of the next few years. I was like, hey, can you be on my podcast? And then I'll help you film some videos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's going to be really fun, you know, just kind of starting that introduction because I don't really have a lot of information online as far as me teaching and a lot of the stuff that might be out there you know it was kind of at a time when I was competing and fighting and I didn't really give a whole lot of information (laughs) out there but now I I feel like I can because you know I'm at a point where I'm not competing that's not the most important thing to me it's more important for me to now I feel 
um, help people um, get better at, at martial arts because I, I, I do think it transfers over to them as a human being. I hope it does. For sure. Which I being a better person. 100%. I mean, I feel like everything in my life just changed after I started training. Just the way that I thought about the world, mm. thought about problem solving. And before I used to play video games so much and like jujitsu for me kind of replaced my video game passion because, well, of course I have that much time. So it's like, okay, <laughs> jujitsu or video games. Uh, so I feel like you're getting that same effect of playing video games because totally. it's strategy and you're also getting a workout, which is nice. I feel like Playing video games made me better at jujitsu, and then also playing jiu well, playing jujitsu, competing, and stuff like that has made me better at playing video games as well. I've never thought about that, and I think you're absolutely correct. Um, because, like, what's a cooler avatar than this? Yeah, real life. <laughs> this is a real life avatar, where this like kind of cool reality, right? Yeah. So you can. I, I I've never thought about that, and I think that's a really cool way of seeing it, yeah. Well, yeah, because it really is, like, the strategy that you're you're thinking about, like, okay, I'm in this position, like, mm. what do I do to get out of it? And that's basically your entire life. You are in some sort of crazy position. It's like, what do I do? And I feel like it's taught me so much to, like, slow down. Mm. You're not going to solve this overnight. Just right. like I thought, I was like, okay, I'm coming in here first day. I'm going to be <laughs> a champion, and then you slowly get knocked down very, very quickly. Yeah, no, totally. And, and that's the thing, you know, I think... Um, jiu-jitsu or you know real martial arts I think constantly reinforces that you need to know more and learn more and get better and evolve and continue doing that over and over and over again I think we're always trying to find ways to reinvent ourselves and adapt to changing situations as we are now and I think even with this COVID thing as annoying and as difficult as it is I, I think it's teaching us ways um, to look for opportunity and understanding that, oh yeah, we are adaptable animals and we can learn from things and improve and get better, even in the worst of situations. And that's another huge value of martial arts. We are so closed off. I think we're getting a little bit more closed off from each other, especially during this time. Sure. And I think um, learning from each other and putting ourselves in difficult situations and knowing that, oh man, like if I can deal with someone trying to choke me or someone trying to pass my guard or someone trying to arm bar me, I can deal with anything in life. Like I remember when I was getting my butt kicked and now I can actually kick some butt. Not <laughs> saying I'm, I'm this crazy master or anything yeah. like that, but wow, okay, there's like a method to this madness and, and I can improve and I can get better. I can come back from adversity. I Well, I used to love going to the morning classes because I was saying, I'm like, if I start my day like fighting for my life, like the rest of the day is gonna be a piece of cake. Like I can handle anything. So true. So yeah, so I definitely, oh man, I miss the morning classes. It was always so great. It's like, get here at seven o'clock, you're ready by eight. I'm like, I've had That's a full cool. day already. <laughs> That's awesome. Sometimes you'll say things, if we'll be doing something, you're like, okay, well, this is what a lot of people teach mm, this mm, way yes. to do a certain technique or something. Like, what yes. do you think is the biggest thing that is taught that there could be a better way? <laughs> Jeez. So I feel like there's always like small things. And even I feel yeah. like there's some things too where we'll go over some things and that might work for you, but like yes. that does not work for me totally. at all. So totally. I feel like there's so many of those situations. Uh, that's a great question. Besides the, the communication aspect of it, of maybe delivering something that makes a little bit more sense, a lot of the ways that we start with our fundamentals are kind of repeated actions of, of movements that were taught to us. And we blindly regurgitate that stuff to our students and we are we are all so different in how we see it and feel it and react to it and I think we need to listen to that the best that we can so we can improve it for ourselves and for others and I think that the best thing we can do is to listen feel adjust 
listen, feel, adjust, and, and, and really question. When you find something that works for you, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will work against everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think finding those concepts that do work against everybody or can work against everybody are the things that we should be searching for. It's not any answer. It's the answer to all the questions that we should be searching for. So I think, it, it, again, that takes time. It, it certainly sure. takes time. Um, but I think we are our own best teachers and we can't forget about that. Like I'm sure like over the course of your career and editing and, you know, doing video and all that stuff, it's probably changed thousands of times mm-hmm. and you're being like, oh, this is something I could do. Or you make a mistake and you're like, oh, I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to make this better. So that process is always happening. That's what life does all the time. So why would it be any different for us? You've seen a lot of this too. So like, how do you think social media has kind of changed the way, because I feel like when you first started, this wasn't yeah. a thing. I mean, even totally. when I first started, nobody was doing this. Yes. So I feel like that has added a whole nother level. Definitely. Um, man, you're asking a lot of tough questions I'm sorry. here, Justine. I don't, these aren't even on my questions. I haven't asked you a single <laughs> question that was on my list. <laughs> See, because you're just listening and feeling. You're yeah. just like, okay. Uh, good, good student right here. <laughs> um, no, I, I think um, it's changed a lot. Is it for the better? I don't know. There's so much information out there, and a lot of people are, are giving their takes on different things. And I think it, it kind of lends itself to maybe more um, move collection as opposed to um, conceptual teaching, mm-hmm. conceptual learning. Uh, and a lot of times we see like some crazy cool move and it could be a really crazy fun move to do, but is it practical? Yeah. And is it something that will work for everybody? I don't know. So especially for the, some of the, the younger people that are coming up, like they see the cool move and they're like, that's what I want, that shiny golden thing, like that that's the thing. But you can't get there unless you have those core fundamentals and the core understanding of how jiu-jitsu works. So understanding that you need to kind of crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run are, is important. Um, it took and me a while to figure that out. Yeah, it's tough. I'm, again, it's like, I want to do this. You want to do it so quickly. Right. And it's like those things that you learn, those fundamentals, don't mean anything until later. Yeah, Like I was no, like, totally. oh, that's why we're doing these shrimps for hours, you know, during warm-ups. Like, it, it right. all ends up making sense to- down the totally. line. Totally. It, it's, that's the meat and potatoes of what you're doing. And, and I think um, reminding yourself of that and constantly questioning and reassessing and questioning and reassessing are things that we should be doing about everything, especially in this day and age of information and misinformation so where it's like, okay, is that true? Uh, is that true for you? Um, and also being able to trust the right experts at the right time mm-hmm. and, and putting your faith in that sometimes D- don't put your faith in anything and everything, but find the things and find the people that you think, um, are, are giving you the right information and then constantly question and reassess that. I think this whole pandemic has made a lot of people reassess a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I think things, does anybody know anything? Does anybody? <laughs> and I think that's, what's crazy is because I feel like there's never been one single thing that really brought the entire world together because yeah. everybody was experiencing the same thing. Mm. And it's just such a, a crazy thought. No one is really doing okay. And I think yeah. that's just something that we all have to sort of accept and understand. Right. And I think also like, again, the value of understanding that you are going to go through these tough times and it will pass. It sure. will pass. At the beginning of all of this, I was reading and they were like, this is this whole pandemic is sort of what people are feeling is like the, the stages of grief. Mm. And so it's like, once you kind of accept that and get past you know, all of those stages, I'm like, yeah. all right, well, this is the accepting factor of, and especially in Los Angeles, like it's crazy here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I don't think understand outside of the US because I mean, here it's so different than everywhere else. Like my it parents, is. like they still kind of go out, they wear masks, but it's not like here. Right. 
Um, totally. And, and I think that's kind of why I'm going to be leaving Los Angeles. Um, uh, unfortunately. And I am so sad. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so sad. I, I am sad as well. You know, I, I think teaching is something that is so important to me and I gain so much from teaching, um, great students like yourself and like, but at the same time, you know, for my family and, you know, my growing family, I got two dogs and a daughter and all that stuff. So it's like, is, am I in the best situation for them right now? Probably not. No. Like, yeah. When you told me, I was like, good for you, yeah. honestly, because I think everybody is having those same thoughts. It's like the reasons that we have moved here, they're slowly just disappearing. And yeah. like, I'm happy for you. I it, think this is very exciting. And thank you. being able to start a new chapter and spread your teaching wherever you end up is going to be really cool. Th thank you so much. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, having more space and, you know, the ability at least, okay, well, we can't go wherever we want. Well, at least we'll have some space to kind of go out and explore. Like, you know, I grew up, you know, close to the woods where I can go out, explore, have space, have time to kind of uh, experience the environment as opposed to just kind of being closed closed off from everything and everyone and you know there's a lot of people in los angeles I, last time i looked there's a lot of people in los angeles and and it's just been a little bit hectic and chaotic especially where you know where i am in los angeles so having the ability to give my family some more space and you know a allowing backyard. them to enjoy exactly a, a backyard, backyard. I mean, imagine I, that having that i mean i grew up also same like in the middle of nowhere yeah. and like i would not trade that for the world like right. it was the best just to be able to go outside and play sports and have fresh air and you know i mean that's something that i'm also reconsidering it's like right. do i want to stay here as you know i think i'll always have a place here yeah but there has to be something else because this is not sustainable it's not healthy it's just yeah. it's really not the best anymore and it's really really sad it, it is and I, I think you know with overpopulation and you know rising prices and taxes and just kind of a lot of people when you have a lot of people a, a larger percentage of those people aren't going to be able to adjust to those changes and whether it's you know the unfortunate uh, impact of you know me mental issues and, and different things and people losing their jobs and all the stress and things that come along with that you know, not everybody reacts well to that. And that's why we have things like crime and, you know, so it, it. it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. So being in an area that's a little bit more calm and stuff, I think will be a better environment for my family. And, and it'd be a different story if it was just me. Um, yeah. But um, it's understanding also that we do need to adapt to, to situations. Has your daughter started training yet? <laughs> she, wait, she's like, what, one and a half, two? two and a half oh my now. gosh, two and a half. Yeah. What? She's two. She's, wow. She's okay, almost two, time. Yeah, she's two and a half now. My favorite words that she says is, I want to do jujitsu with Dada. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so cute. I want to do jujitsu with Dada, and Aww. that usually it means that she's in some kind of a guard. She puts her feet on my chest or hips. Um, she kind of like defends her guard a little bit, and then she'll like push me away, and then I'll like fall back and roll, and she just laughs for like minutes and uh we just do that over and over again so that's our jujitsu training right now that's like whenever <laughs> we're training and you're like oh i can't move i'm like you're a liar i know that you can <laughs> no, I, no, no 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 like no. you know you could take me out in two seconds you're doing but awesome you're i doing really well. appreciate it <laughs> you're lying to me do you think that do you think she'll start training like or get her into it i, I do well, listen enough? for me like i think about you know 
as we get older and we're teenagers and eventually they're like, you know, I'm not the coolest guy in the world anymore. And they're like, I want to go on vacation with my friends and yeah. we want to go to Europe or whatever. And I want to do this. I'm like, okay, you're going to have to at least be a purple belt and then you can go as long as I know you can defend yourself or at least have the ability to be effective in, in that regard. I, I think that's important for anyone and everyone. But, you know, when it's your own family, I think that like, I'm not going to say that I'm going to force her to, to, to learn martial arts because I don't think that's the way it should be done. But I think reintroduce like introducing it to her in a fun manner mm -hmm. and getting to her to understand that she can accomplish these little things and that it is fun and it's like kind of creating a, a normal in some yeah. ways that it's always been a, a part of her life that it will become more normal and she'll kind of be that much more receptive to it so with certain situations i've like been harsh on students and sometimes mm -hmm. I am harsh with my students at times especially but it's for good reason yeah especially if they're taking it seriously and you're like oh you want to be a martial artist okay well we're we're gonna go there yeah, uh, um, for sure it also needs to be fun and it also needs to be an enjoyable process so I think communicating that in those terms now or especially early on I think is important for her if, if you know I see a lot of parents and I've done this you know mistake I think with you know my younger brothers and things like mm -hmm. that where you put pressure on them and that's not fun yeah. you know so it can turn people off from it and then they're like well I don't want to do this anymore so that's been an art in and of itself for of being sure like, I'm going to teach this to her but I'm going to give it to her in, in a kind of more digestible manner and I've seen like some of the kids classes here also but then also a gym back in Pittsburgh and it's like they have fun like the kids yes. are coming in they're doing like activities yes and so you're teaching it in a way that you're playing games. It's like a very interesting totally. thing because it's just like fun. And then all of those fun games will make sense later on. Absolutely. And you're seeing now like the level of jujitsu because of that. Kids are starting earlier and earlier and they're getting better instruction uh, now all the time. You know, that's the way combat should be. It's always improving and getting better. And you're seeing these kids that are like, by the time they're 16, they have 10 years of experience. So, so like, cool. Like, they're already, you know, badass martial artists, yeah. you know? So, I think that that's really cool. And, um, and how old were you when you started then? I started, I think, um, I started in karate and kung fu when I was like, I think 10. So, I did that for a few years, but then... I was playing um, tennis and soccer and, and soccer very seriously. So I was like traveling all over the country and all over the world. So I, I, I kind of had to leave that behind. I was one of six kids. So my mom could only take oh us to so God. many practices and <laughs> yeah. so many uh, events and activities. So at a certain point, I had to leave um, karate and martial arts behind. And then I picked it up again when I was actually in college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I really miss martial arts. And I saw the UFC and I saw this skinny Brazilian guy named Hoist Gracie who just inspired me so much. I was like, I, I want to learn how to do that. I want to get back into it so um, then you got yeah. back into it in college yes and then how long before then you ended up in the UFC which is still so crazy I don't yeah. I, and honestly I don't like watching that stuff right. at all so right whenever <laughs> I see you post something of like past UFC fights I'm like oh my god that's Kenny <laughs> what did he just do Justine will always send me a message like oh my gosh it's just, what the heck it's yeah. just so shocking to me. <laughs> and also, you always see me as like a guy in the gi teaching you jujitsu, and you're like, yeah. "Dude, you, why? Why did you hurt that person?" Oh, it's so shocking. Yeah, uh, but it's I got hurt too, Justine. Okay, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's so shocking about it too, is because I feel like you know people see UFC and then you see like jujitsu, and you kind of think that they're all the same. Yeah. But I feel like there is. I mean, there's an art to it all. Definitely. But like yeah. this feels very gentle. It's like yoga and fighting <laughs> mixed into one. <laughs> I try to make it that way anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, 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 it's pretty wild. Uh, it, it, gets crazy. <laughs> it gets crazy. So then I guess, what was like the UFC experience like? I mean, because I don't really watch it, so I don't have any yes. you know, concepts. And I'm sure a lot of people watching obviously 
are huge fans of yours mm-hmm. and the UFC. Mm-hmm. So like, what is that experience like? Yeah, you know, I, I so let's see, I, I guess to get back to your first question, I, I started at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I think when I was like 19 or 20 years old. And then I was in the UFC, I think maybe 27 or something like that, 28. So it really wasn't that long after. I think I, I got my black belt in like five and a half years. And then I think like two and a half years after that or two years after that, I think I was... Um, on the first season of The Ultimate Fighter. Oh, wow. Originally, I was like, I just want to try one fight. I want to make sure that I can defend myself against another trained martial mm-hmm. artist. I want to know what that's like and experience that. I had that. I won a fight. And then I was like, oh, let me let me try another one. And well, might as well. Let me try another one. And then at my third or fourth fight, um, Dana White, the president of the UFC, happened to be there. And he told me about this show that they were going to do called The Ultimate Fighter. He's like, 16 people are going to be in a house, all fighters. And you guys are going to fight for a contract for the UFC. I was like, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I don't th- I don't believe that it's going to be on cable television. I don't think anybody's going to want to watch that. But okay, whatever. So I ended up getting to the finals. They offered me a contract. I lost brutally in the final of The Ultimate Fighter. I got my butt kicked. <laughs> and it was more like, it wasn't that like, Maybe he had more skills than me for sure, but it was more, I beat myself. I was so scared of that moment, and I put all the um, energy into the money of the contract and just winning and making sure I did well in front of my in front of my family and friends and everyone who was watching and trying to prove all the doubters wrong and all that stuff, where it wasn't on the present moment. And that was such a valuable moment for me, uh, experience for me, and learning that, no, that's not what that's about. You love martial arts and you need to stay in the moment. You need to be present and you need to understand that, yes, it can be scary, but process that, train properly, know how to deal with that and constantly adjust that situation over time. I was like, I can't go out like that. I beat myself. Maybe he he did beat me, but I beat myself first Mm -hmm. and that's not cool. And after that, I was like, I need to dedicate myself. And each time and each experience that I had that was challenging, like a loss or whatever, I was like, I need to get better. I need to get better. I need to get better and improve. And uh, it just became this, um, ultimately, it became an enjoyable process. Um, as difficult as it was, it became this process of like, no, there's so much information that is transferred here. And if I do want to be a martial artist, this is the path for me right now. Yeah. So then after that, then what did, where did you... So, after that. so basically, I um, during that process, I became the number one contender in, uh, you know, the 155 pound weight class and the 145 pound weight class. Uh, on the Ultimate Fighter, it was actually uh, a division at 185 pounds. So oh I was wow! Like, I had the least amount of experience, and I was the smallest out of everybody, and ended up making it to the final somehow. After that, I was like, okay, that was a lot of fun. I started, um, I got recruited by ESPN um, during my fighting career and started um, analyzing fights and, um, you know, driving from Boston to Bristol, Connecticut every Wednesday morning at like 4.30 in the morning. And, so and, early. Uh, yeah. Started commentating fights for the UFC. Uh, and that's kind of what led, you know, after I retired from fighting in 2011, you know, I was a uh, analyst for mixed martial arts and jujitsu full time. Um, so I did that uh 
you know, until the present day. Yeah, no, it's crazy just to like kind of see that whole history and the fact that I walked into this gym knowing nothing about anything. And I was like, oh, oh, you're training with Kenny? Oh, that's cool. I was like, oh, does he do? What does he, what? Oh, he does. Oh, oh okay. That's cool. <laughs> well, no. I knew nothing about you too. You really, you came in, you didn't say anything. You're super humble. You came in. I was like, oh, okay. Like, just it's a big deal here. This is so cool. So, well, and then I, I kept telling I you guys, awesome. I was like, I don't want, don't post anything. Like, don't post any pictures that I'm here. I don't want right. anyone to know. It's like some secret activity. But I just didn't, I felt, also felt like I start a lot of different projects and I always quit them. Mm. So I was like, I'm determined to not tell anybody that I'm doing this That's until awesome. I'm sure that I'm not going to quit it. That's so, really cool. So it's just, it's been really fun. So, and I'm so sad that you're, that you're going to be leaving, but I've learned so much from you that it's, it's, it's just like irreplaceable. I, I so. love that. I, I hope you continue training and I don't think this will be the last time we see each other. No, I, I mean, you know, we, one day we're going to be able to travel, yes, you know, and I think, exactly. I mean, obviously you're going to be back in LA because you're, yeah. you're also hosting BattleBots, yes. is, which is so freaking cool. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Martial arts somehow led me into BattleBots, which is, I guess, fighting, but between robots, <laughs> which is kind of cool. And I've learned so much just like commentating through that and talking to all the amazing engineers who, who deal with that. And you it's have really to check cool. it out. Uh, yeah. No, I love yeah. it. It's just yeah. such a, a great concept because obviously I love tech. So yeah. it's like people building these exactly. robots is so fun. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. So I guess anybody that's wanting to start training, what is like your biggest piece of advice? Because I mean, I my advice is just, go in and just say you're not going to quit for at least six months. Like give yourself six months and see what happens. I think that's a great recommendation. I think give yourself at least six months to try it before you do, do your research, find in, find, um, an instructor, a good instructor. And if there are a few options for gyms, go to all of them. You know, every gym should at least have one free class where you try it out, get a vibe from the gym, get a vibe from the instructor. You know, is that the gym for you? Talk to the students. Do you like it? What? Why do you like it? What's great about this place? What is it? And try out a few different gyms and then make your decision on that. And I think that's great advice as far as give yourself like six months of commitment. Be like, no matter what, I'm going to do this for six months. I would say if you are someone who has like certain physical gifts or whatever it is, try to take those things out of the picture and be like, I am here to learn jujitsu. I'm here to learn techniques. I'm, I'm here to learn how to use my body in the different situations. And then maybe later on, you can start to inject some of those physical aspects in, into your game. But I think in the meantime, there is a an invisible magic about jujitsu that uh, we're supposed to tap into. For sure. Um, and I think that kind of mimics that of a video game. It really does. I, I, I like that analogy. And once you're able to tap into that stuff, it gets so much more fun. Just those first couple of classes, I mean, you will learn so much. And I think one of the cool things is now, I mean, I guess I'm not traveling as much, but before I would go somewhere, like I would look for a hotel that was by a good gym. And then I would do so much research. Like I would be obsessing. Like, okay, I'm going to start following <laughs> this instructor on Twitter and Instagram just to make sure like he's cool. And yes, obviously my first time I did not do any research at all, mm -hmm. but I didn't know anything. So I think right. you do want to do research because there's a lot of places that you might not want to go. And it's also okay if you go somewhere and you don't like it, go somewhere else. Totally. And, and that's the other cool thing. You know, back when I started, like there were not many Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu academies at all like it was like a unicorn seeing like an american dude who had a purple belt you're like oh my god i didn't know those existed yeah wow. um now it's like you know way more normal especially in southern california like there's brazilian jitsu everywhere there's like 45 within a block of <laughs> yeah. where we are right now yeah and that's what's so crazy is like the fact that we were able to succeed as a gym being in like literally the mecca of brazilian jitsu and being surrounded by brazilian jitsu academies everywhere was you know 
one of the prouder things that I think uh, we've accomplished as a gym here when, when we opened up Meraki. But um, do do your research. Find, um, you know, if you're in a major city or even if you're not in a major city, you'll probably find a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school now. So that that's the cool thing is that if you do travel and if you, you know, for work or whatever it is, um, you could find a jiu-jitsu academy and, and, and you could stay training because... As you know, we've talked about so many times, jujitsu is a um, art that utilizes feel and sensitivity. And if you're not practicing that all the time, you can you, you can lose it really quickly. It's very not quickly. like riding a bike. Really. It's just like riding a bike. It's not like riding a bike. It, no. Yeah, it's, it's very different. And then training with other people, because obviously I train with you a lot. Yes. And then when I would go to group classes, I'm like, oh man, I just got my butt kicked. Like I would leave this, <laughs> I would leave feeling so defeated that I would just start crying. I'm like, I'm terrible at all of it. I didn't learn anything. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. you need that because yes. I feel like I learn so much whenever I like I do something wrong. I'm totally. like, oh man, I just got submitted. Okay, well, I'm just going to, learn from that so you like you have to do that i think you nailed it there's so many different people in different body types and different approaches and different styles and different feels and i think that's what we're also trying to uh connect to is like all right well what's going to work against everybody not some of the people we're trying to get our jiu-jitsu to work against everybody and guess what that means we need to train with everybody and, and different body types and different approaches yeah i'll never forget there was i was in pittsburgh training and this guy was like just a really big dude and he's like you want to go i'm like all right. I was like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was in trouble. It definitely flattened me in two seconds. Oh, but man. but it was it's great to sort of get that sensitivity. And yes. I think that's one of the things that you said that I loved is you were talking about like learning the sensitivity of yes. this. It's like, yeah, collect the moves, but unless you know what to do and how to react to something that someone else is doing, like it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to do anything. Totally, totally. And, and guess what? Like you are going to make mistakes and you're going to misrepresent the feel or misrepresent the sensitivity and you hone you hone in on that over time. Yeah, tripping and falling is to be expected. And I say this to, I've said this to you, I'm sure a million times and I've said this to our students a million times is that this journey is one of the hardest that you can partake in. Uh, it's maybe the most rewarding for sure but it but things that are rewarding are difficult like mm -hmm. going to the gym and working out like no one loves waking up early and working out like it you do over time because you see the benefits mm -hmm. of it and you feel fantastic but the beginning of that of like training your body to do that it's tough and but once you start like seeing the results and feeling it like your body's sore every single day and all this stuff but guess what it makes you stronger <laughs> it makes you true. more flexible it makes you more mobile and it's the same thing with jiu-jitsu it's like you kind of just have to get over that hump and understand that this is difficult it's one of the more difficult things you can do but again incredibly rewarding so rewarding for sure yeah. Well, I feel like we've been talking forever. I guess one last question. I mean, I probably could probably talk for like five more hours. What is like one thing that, I mean, obviously, you know, I came in here completely uncomfortable, didn't know anything. Is there anything that you've ever wanted to do that you're like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Mm. Like something that, I don't Jeez. know. You know, well, I, yeah, for sure. Like now I feel like I have so much confidence in myself in, in a weird way, not in a cocky way. Like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll you know, make a ton of mistakes and you know, it's going to be difficult, but I at least believe in myself For now, sure. you know, whereas before I'm not sure I had that. So yeah, I think, this, the scariest thing was getting into the uh, cage for the first time and being like, all right, that dude wants to beat me up and I'm going to try to prevent that from happening. That was one of the scariest mm -hmm. moments. Um, I still have a, um, a big time fear of heights and I always try to do things that allow me to face that fear mm -hmm. uh, and become more comfortable. And Have you been skydiving before? I've never been skydiving. I, I think I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I hear, actually, my friend was really big into skydiving and his shoot didn't open 
And he literally was saved by a tree. He broke somehow. The only thing that he broke was like his, I think, part of his leg and his heel or something oh like that, God. his heel bone. And he hit. He fell from like a couple hundred feet and hit a tree. And like the branches like softened his blow. And somehow the only thing he broke with his leg, he could like could have and should have died. That's insane. Um, so that story, I was like, I was thinking about doing that to kind of face my fear. I still might. That kind of made me even more hesitant. Why don't you just go to Vegas and hang off like the stratosphere thing? Right. And just I've do done that. that. Okay, okay. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds better to me too. Oh man. Okay, uh, so one last thing I was okay. thinking. Um, yes. So I guess the future of jujitsu and competitions, I feel like, has been in jeopardy. So what do you think is going to happen? Like, I mean, is it just going to be very different? It's going to take time. I think that tournaments are just starting to come back. And I think they're trying to identify the states that are a little bit more, I guess a little bit safer right now that are going to have like looser restrictions and things like that. So I think there's going to be, in the immediate future, there's going to be less of them. So there's going to be less um, competitions, I think. There might even be more, you know, medical safety protocols as far as like, okay, in order to compete, you're going to have to have a COVID test or something like that. Which I think would um, make sense. Yeah, it, it totally Very makes easy. Sense. Totally makes sense. So for this industry, it's going to be an interesting mm -hmm. time in general and I think it's going to take some time to get things back to normal um, but I think we will get back to normal as you know the vaccines and everything like that gets approved and um, gets distributed I think we will slowly get back to this normal but I also think that you know and, and it's already been happening but online instruction I think is going to be more prevalent and probably a, a more viable option for people um, so you think creating the higher quality content of instructional stuff online is going to exactly. be very important. Exactly. That's very hard to find. Wh which I hope to do, you know, like filming things with a cell phone and just like putting it on like, okay, that that's fine. Like, yeah, cell phone has really good like cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. But how can we make things, you know, how can we take things to the next level? And that, that's what I hope to bring and deliver at some point. Uh, and hopefully we can do some of that with yes, you. Yes. And I will definitely be consulting with you on that. And, you know, Th that's what I hope to deliver. Um, and also, you know, talking more about um, some of the mental aspects, too, that, that'll help people. Because this and these guys go together. Um, for sure. So. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I'm very excited for your next endeavor. Thank you. So, if people want to find it, should they just follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah. Or? So, they, they can either check me out at, at kettyflorian.com. Uh, I'll be kind of updating that the... the the site has not been updated in a while, but we will be changing things, um, you know, as I get closer to my instructional, all that stuff. Um, social media, it's at Kenny Florian, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram. And I will be, you know, hopefully getting, you know, moving towards uh, getting that instructional up, um, you know, more and more. And I'll, I'll be having some stuff up on, on, on a YouTube channel as well Yay. shortly with, with your help. Very and, exciting. Um, that's it. So, yeah. And I think, too, just like listening to the audience, that's one thing that I've learned so totally. much. It's like, hey, what do you guys want me to teach you? Exactly. And really hearing that feedback because it's like you, you know so much. But it's like, what do they want to learn? A absolutely. I think uh, catering to your audience is huge. And so if you guys have those questions, I am definitely, uh, yeah, definitely hit me up. And if there's something you want to see or even if like whether you have martial arts experience or not, like holla. Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. And thank you so much for trusting me and being so incredibly patient with all my millions of questions. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what are we doing? Can we go over that like 500 more times? The, the reality <laughs> is, is that you've helped me a ton as far as how um, I can be a better teacher and how I can uh, get you to understand the things that I'm saying. And um, yeah, it's been it's been an awesome journey and, and hopefully we can continue to work together and, and sure. continue training uh, over the course of the next few years. Yeah, so. well, thank you so much. Thank All you, right. Justine. We'll see you. Now I got to go back to Jenna. 
Well, thank you guys so much for watching. This was so much fun to get a chance to chat with Kenny. He's such a legend sort of in the martial arts scene, UFC, everything. So it's definitely been such an honor to learn from him and basically learn from the best. And we miss you, Kenny. Come back to Los Angeles and visit anytime. We're all here waiting to train with you. Yeah, come on back or don't because LA's kind of eh. I know. But if you do come back, Jenna said maybe she'll train. Let's she'll street fight. Let's do it. Take it to the street. Let's Jenna. go on the streets. <laughs> we'll give you guys like a, a, a crossroads in Los Angeles and then be like, okay, meet Kenny there and go fight. Well, I don't want to fight Kenny. No, nobody. I need, like, I need to fight like a beginner. No, yeah, it's probably best. Oh. Well, guys, thank you for watching. Make sure you go check out Kenny everywhere on social and we will see you guys in the next episode when Jenna is back here. The full brain has been reformed. Yes. That's it. Bye.